not your best. Yeah, it's like, and on. Yeah. It's even worse. The word is episode. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of the Steven and Kevin Show, we're going to answer the question, do the affluent respond to LinkedIn messages? Welcome back, everybody. Episode number 91 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Today, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn messages. The right, the wrong, the best, the worst. How you go about doing it? Right. Uh, there's no doubt that this is a topic that gets a lot of attention from financial advisors. And, you know, rightfully so. It's, it's very intriguing, right? It's using LinkedIn to message prospective clients and to try and get them to respond to you. And, and I think for a lot of advisors, it's kind of eerily familiar. Right? They think about their cold calling days or door knocking days or whatever it might be. And it's like, I can replicate that through LinkedIn. Yeah, I think everybody looks for something that's scalable. You know, yes. if I could do it once or twice and it works, why not do it a hundred times? And, you know, what, what's went really interesting in light of this whole pandemic we've been through is that the volume of messages going out has increased. For sure. I don't have an ounce of data behind that. My inbox tells me that. I, I feel your pain there, right? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some different approaches uh, today as well. but. One of the things that we did to, to kind of understand this concept a little more is we did a research project in partnership with Hartford Funds, where we researched um, affluent investors, those with at least 500,000 or more in investable assets. And we asked them, would you respond to a LinkedIn message from a financial advisor? Yeah, and the answer really depended upon the, uh, the person's age. You know, the younger person out there was more likely to engage, at least more likely to report being willing to engage, those under 45, 39% of those under 45 said they would engage with a LinkedIn message from a financial advisor. 11% of those 45 to 65 and 4% of those over 65. So you can see the trend line that the younger they are, the more receptive they might be. In fact, the more they probably use the network. It makes a lot of sense, right? Um, it, you, you just wonder, I mean, and these are people, by the way, who said they're very likely to respond. Yeah. Right? Now, in our experience, those are really high numbers, right? I mean, when we, we've run this kind of campaign before, and we've done it more in a colder method for an advisor, but 39% of the under 45 no. group? No, not in 100 years. But I think it's, yeah. you know, they're understanding the concept. They're willing to yes. play the game of the concept, right? So how often are they on the network? Are they willing to respond to you specifically as a financial professional? It's sure, surely not 3.9 out of 10, Ex right? Exactly. So right. a lot of variables here, but generally you would look at it and say the younger people are more receptive to the technique in general. So maybe focus your efforts on that demographic. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but I, I think the 45 to 65 is pretty solid, right? 11% of those. And then older 65, 4%, I mean, I, I, I just probably wouldn't take this approach. Probably not the best approach for that, for that demographic. Now, when you're thinking about, okay, well, how should I go about doing this? If this is something that I want to incorporate into my practice, I want to send DMs to prospective clients, what does that strategy look like? You know, as, as we think about it, we feel like you really have two main variables that you're playing with. The first variable you're playing with is volume, right? Are we going to send a ton of these messages out, hundreds, thousands, or are we going to send just a handful? Yeah. The second variable that we're looking at is personalization. Right? Are we going to take the time to really personalize every message or is this going to be a sequence that's sent in mass? Yeah. Kevin, what would influence the amount of volume you would send? If you're a financial advisor, what, what would influence the amount of volume? 
Well, I have availability of the target market would be one, right? Like how selective am I when I'm running an advanced search on LinkedIn? Am I getting a lot of results? Am I just getting a handful of results? Also, I think that where you are in your career might matter too. So if you were a new advisor, you might say, you know, I need to you know, focus on volume. Mm -hmm. that, that's my approach. If I'm more of a senior advisor, you know what? I might say, I'm going to do less volume, but more personalization. So from the stage of career standpoint, you look at it much like you would any other cold or prospecting method. If you're a senior financial advisor, you're not making a ton of cold calls. You're not going door to door. Right. The same with LinkedIn. And it's not to say that you would never make a cold call to somebody at that stage of the business. There may be times where you'd have a really highly selected person that you want to get in touch with. That's right. Um, and maybe you're able to drop some commonality that helps warm things up a little bit. There's a way to go about it. But I do, I completely agree with your point that, you know, your stage of the business may dictate uh, your, your volume versus uh, you know, your quality versus quantity approach. So we're going to go through kind of each, you know, if, if you think about volume and personalization and you were thinking about it more in like a quadrant format there, there's four main options right the first one is going to be high volume high personalization that would be ideal right like i'm doing hundreds of these and i'm personalizing that approach with every single person but the problem with that is is more of a time management constraint than anything else i mean how much time can you devote to this yeah, because there's not any uh, formula for being able to personalize it at scale. It's not like when we talk about personalize it, we're talking about uh, referencing their, their profession, perhaps referencing mutual connections you might have, referencing other commonality. Yeah. You can't do that in, in mass. There's there's no uh, template. There, there's no exactly. there's no way to do that in any uh, real mass version. It's going to take a lot of time, a mm -hmm. lot of energy. Um, so then if you look at the other options, let's say you say high volume, low personalization. This is what a lot of advisors do. And usually when they implement something like this, they, they use like a bot, some sort of web-based system. Uh, and even if you're going that route, it probably makes sense to use something like that. But Stephen, what, are, what would be some of the risks of a high volume, low personalization approach? Well, this is not going to work all that well, for one, and that's frustrating. But uh, two, there's reputational risk involved that, you know, if... You know, when I say my inbox is full of this stuff and yours is too, it's full of people taking this approach. Yes. High volume, low personalization. They can do it. And I'm sure they get lucky from time to time, but most people look at it and frown on it. Right. And most people see that as a little bit more of a spammer approach than you'd want to be seen as, as a highbrow financial advisor. Right. So, you know, when, when you look at what the risk is, well, maybe you've earned a lot of time doing something that's ineffective, but more, you know, but worse than that, maybe it damages your reputation in some way. Yeah, and there's a risk of being banned by LinkedIn. We've that's seen true. accounts get banned. Uh, we've seen accounts be put in the LinkedIn penalty box where now it's required that you know someone's email address before you can message them, which really puts a damper on your whole campaign. And we've said uh, we've seen this. We've been there. We've, been I've, there. I've been in the penalty box like twice. So, yeah, I mean, we get it. But but look, I mean, if you're newer to the business, we're not, we're saying, we're not saying that this approach doesn't work because it does. I mean, you hit someone at the right time, at the right moment, you do enough volume, you get lucky. All right. Um, another approach here, low volume, low personalization. I mean, for, for us, we would say that's don't even bother, right? And then low volume, high personalization. If you were an advisor, Stephen, is that the approach that you would take? I, you know, again, I think it depends on the stage of the business. But if I'm okay. somewhat, you know, if I'm not brand new to the business, I certainly would. Yeah. You know, if, I, if, I'm, uh, you know, if I'm a little bit more tenured, and I don't, I don't mean like, 40 years tenured, I mean, 10 years even, or less. Uh, but I, I, I would focus on 
trying to make inroads with people that I have a lot in common with, mm -hmm. maybe a really close connection that we share. Maybe it is that I used to be in there. I used to work at their company. Maybe it is they're part of a niche market that I focus on and it's just my sweet spot. But those are the people that I think you have the most chance of reeling in. And the more energy you put into personalizing the message and referencing those commonalities and staying in front of them, staying in that inbox, the more chance you have of, uh, of nailing that. And when you personalize the message to that extent, they don't look at it as a spamming approach. You're referencing the fact that I specialize in your market. We've got contacts in common. There's a, a sure, there's a definite reason why I'm reaching out to you. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I, I like that, that approach as well. So you, your two options, if you're thinking about this, just, you know, from a logistical standpoint as, you know, as, and also one that's going to get results is either going to go high volume, low personalization, or you're going to go low volume, high personalization. So Kevin mentioned a point earlier that I think is worth revisiting. So if you're if you're the more tenured advisors and you want to go to the low volume, high personalization, great. We think that's got a lot of value out there. If you're one that says, you know what, you know, who cares about the reputational risk? I need to bring in some assets or I'm out of here. You know, I'm in my new advisor phase. I'm hungry. I've got to make this happen. Yes. The volume approach can work because Kevin mentioned you put your message in front of somebody at the right time and right place. So think about the numbers here. Let's say that, you know, hypothetically you send out uh, you know, a uh, hundred messages. Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Let's say you send out a hundred messages to people. Maybe there's 80 per people that don't even use LinkedIn that much. They don't even see it. Maybe there's another 10 who read it, who are like, I'm really happy with my financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's five who read it and they manage their own money. Maybe there's two, you know, you start to work down the numbers. You've got to send a lot of volume to arrive at maybe that one person who's unhappy with their advisor right now. Right. Maybe that one person who's in between jobs. Yeah. Maybe that one person who has it on their to-do list, call around to some financial advisors. And guess what? When you end up in their mailbox at that time, magic happens. Yeah. Right. But we don't get there without some scale. So, you know, when, uh, can I throw one more wrench in today's yeah, yeah. session? Yeah, I, I, I like wrenches. Um, yeah. There's a new alternative out there. This is where I was going to go. Yeah. Whenever I have a good idea, so that's, where, that's, where, that's where I was going to go. No, I, you know, LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn, we, we have done it. I mean, really, we have done it for our own uh, marketing efforts, sure. for our clients' marketing efforts for a long time to manually message. And you know, one of the new, uh, new features of LinkedIn as an advertising network is not only the ability to advertise in someone's news feed. So for those of you, if you're thinking about LinkedIn, once you scroll through on your phone or your desktop, when you scroll through that main feed, that's your news feed. And you've long been able to advertise there, mm -hmm. right? Just like you would in Facebook, that's a traditional advertisement. But now you have the ability to advertise as a message mm -hmm. or even as a conversation. So in essence, and I'll give you the short version of this, you can pay LinkedIn to send messages on your behalf. And there are some benefits to doing it that way. Does it cost you more money than doing it manually? Yeah, because sure. you've got to pay LinkedIn to be able to send these messages. But you will never be seen as a spammer with that approach. Because you're paying to be in that inbox. Right. And it shows as a sponsored message. The other benefit is the targeting. So the targeting that you have available when you do the manual messaging is based on your ability to use LinkedIn searches. So you're going to go in and search based on where someone went to school, where they live, where they work, what their title is. And you're going to send them a message based on some of those things. Mm -hmm. You do not have access to some of the most valuable intel that LinkedIn has. True. Including... LinkedIn, if you're advertising through the message feature, if you're sending paid messages out to people, it'll tell you those who are in between jobs. It tells you who, those who are in the job market. It tells you those who own companies of a certain size. It tells you how long they've been employed somewhere. It tells you their gender, their age, a lot of demographic information to be super valuable in your messaging campaigns. The age one being huge, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many advisors I've worked with who are training how to run searches through Sales Navigator, and they're like, well, how can I target by age? 
You can't through Sales Navigator. But if you run message ads, that's something that you could do. So you only want to run message ads with something really compelling. So your message ad most times mm -hmm. is not going to be, uh, hey, wanted to connect, right. like you're doing well, right? No, yeah. That's not your message ad. Your message ad would be something with a bit of a hook to it that might be download my white paper. Inviting them to an exclusive webinar or event. Yeah, and you want to go that route because it's not, you know, it's not over the top expensive, but it's not dirt cheap to do this. Yeah. Generally, when you're looking at the price per message send, which is how you would pay LinkedIn to make this happen, if you said, "Hey, LinkedIn, I want to send message ads," you would go through and pay somewhere between twenty and eighty cents per message send. Mm -hmm. So it depends upon the, the target market. Right? Yeah, if you said, yeah. "Oh, I really want executives at a certain company," you're going to be at that eighty cent range, right? You're going to be at the high end of that. It's going to cost you a fair amount to do that. You'll also have limited results. You can't therefore message everybody at that company every day. LinkedIn will only do it uh, ever so often. So your 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 daily your spend is going to be dictated by how how detailed your target market is. So when you look at the numbers of what's possible there, you're paying them to send it on your dashboard. You can see how many messages have been sent, how many have been opened, yeah. and how many have been clicked upon. So the tracking is just fantastic here. Yeah, and Ultimately, you're looking to put that really valuable offer in front of a really valuable audience and see what happens on the back end. Yeah, that's it. And message ads. So if you're saying I need I need high volume, but I don't really want to take that reputational risk or to get banned by LinkedIn, message ads would be a really good alternative. Um, the other thing I, th I think you you may have hinted at it just a second ago, but the other neat thing about message ads is that you can only get like one inbox or you know, message ad a month. Right, so you can't get a ton of them, and then the other thing is that, is that the user only sees it when they log in. Mm -hmm. Right, so once the user logs in, bing, they get that little notification, and it looks like they just got a message, which is kind of neat. The other thing outside of message ads would be conversation ads. Um, these are in beta right now with LinkedIn, but these are almost like if you've ever been on a website and you're you're chatting with someone to decide through a bot, where you can answer questions like, "Hey, did you have a question about this or this?" and based on what someone selects. It shows them, you know, an additional message. Right. It's kind of cool, actually. So you might. I'll give you a hypothetical. Let's say that you put out an ad, uh, a message ad or conversation ad, as it may be, that says, "Hey, we've got this snazzy white paper you may want," and they might get a couple of options at the bottom of that message that say, "Yes, download now," or "Tell me more." And if you click "Tell me more," it's going to tell you more about the white paper that yep. exists. Now, all of this, not to get into super depth about LinkedIn. Yeah, we were not here, planning on uh, this, but you know, all of this can tie into LinkedIn embedded lead forms. Mm. So. You know, the, the, the mechanisms here are pretty smooth and it takes you beyond some of the me manual messaging capabilities you might have had before. So we think even if it doesn't become your go-to marketing effort, it's worth exploring because LinkedIn happens to be a place where a lot of people with money exist. So if you're saying, you know what, no, I'm going to do low volume, really high personalization, that's something that you're going to do just manually. Like, but, but you can because it's, it's not something that, you know, you're sending out, you know, 500 messages this month, right? I'm sending out 50 but they're really highly targeted and really, really personalized to that person. So a um, couple different options there. We think it's a big opportunity though. I mean, there's no doubt for us as a business, we do get a lot of business through LinkedIn. Uh, we get we get a number of advisors who actually don't fill out a form on our website and they just message one of us through LinkedIn. So we see that trend continuing. Yeah, so this is, you know, we've said it before, we say it often during this pandemic, this is the time to get more active on social media. If you're not more active on social right now, you never will be. Yeah. Uh, many of you are gonna do this on your own, and that's great, more power to you. Leverage some of the free resources that we provide on Oxley.com or in our uh, YouTube channel and, and take advantage of those. Some of you are gonna want some paid help with that. And that's where our social team comes into play. They are able to 
navigate these waters for you, not only getting you great content, but helping you launch LinkedIn message ads, helping you run Facebook ad campaigns and so forth. They're really talented with this. So please leverage us as you need us. Oh, good. Okay. You know, LinkedIn, powerful. We love it. Hope you use it too. Thanks yeah. for joining everybody. <laughs>